Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Sonic Inducers. Let's hope I get the audio right this time. As always, I am joined by Nick LaPointe. Nick, say hello to the beautiful people out there. Hello, beautiful people. That's what I like to hear. (laughs) Uh, On this episode, I'm really excited because uh, I feel like I actually have some personal experience and knowledge about the topic. Uh, Most times I do. I You've feel like had most times personal <laughs> experience with the other things we've talked about. Right, but but I feel like there you know, I kind of I lean on you to provide more of the uh, expert analysis. Oh my so, gosh. um I had no idea. <laughs> so if you're in the know and you follow music industry trends, um some big news came from the NMPA and Twitch, so the National Music Publishers Association and Twitch, the um video game streaming site, uh, I mean, they, you can stream more than just video games, as I'll get into, uh, have reached some sort of, uh, it's not a full-on agreement, but they've they've made some steps forward to protect music copyright holders, publishers, and uh, sound recording owners. So I wanted to dive into that and just kind of more explain the the marriage between music and video games, music in video games, and the gaming community and their use of music and um, what the future of that looks like uh, and and how it's currently being used and and what's happening. So um, just to give some background here, uh, and as I've talked about before, I've become a gamer during this quarantine. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Let's pause. You become a gamer? Let's be real now. Okay. I I (laughs) think I'm – well, gamer – Okay, so, you know, I grew up, my, my first video game system was the Intellivision. Do you remember this? It was, I think it predated Atari. I'm not sure. Do you remember this? Did you say the television or E-Television? No. <laughs> Intellivision, like intelligent television, Intellivision. No. Do you remember this? No. I don't so, know Intellivision. So, it was very similar to Atari. The only difference is, I'm sure there's a lot of differences that someone would happily explain to me. However... It came with games, but then each game came with um, these <laughs> like plastic inserts that you would put into the controller because they were customized to the game. Yeah. So basically, the the controllers look like um, like the like a phone. You know, they had a keypad on it. Like yep. numbers. Yeah, I remember I those. Think yeah, it, I, remember I think it those. had a little dial on the bottom. Had, but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was my first f- foray into video games. I think I was probably five or six. And then the Nintendo entertainment system came out and I remember my mom got her. It was a mind blower. Yeah. Her state refund check back. And she's like, Hey, you can have this. What would you like to buy with this money? And of course I was like Nintendo. So I guess I've been a gamer, but I think the term gamer is relatively new. Um, cause I think in the, like in the eighties and nineties, like I just, I like to play video games, but now gamer is a, you can make a living doing it. So it's Listen, a thing. The nineties were like just five years ago in my mind, but apparently it was longer than that. Yeah. But yeah. I, I agree with you. I think gamer is a new term, uh, in yeah. within the last like decade. Right. And we're two old fogies. So I'm sure really someone are. will say, uh, gamer has been around since, uh, ancient Greece and, uh, <laughs> The Olympic Games, anyway. Um, so I, I graduated from Nintendo. I went to um, most everybody went with Super Nintendo. 
I, for whatever reason, went with a Sega Genesis. I was like the odd man out. Yeah, no, 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 no. You weren't the odd man out. It went Nintendo, and then the cool kids got the Sega. It was like, whoa. It was like, we drink Coke and you're drinking Pepsi. No, it well, was like. It was it was an upgrade to 16-bit. And then, of course, Super Nintendo came out, and then that was all the rage. But I had gone down the Sega Genesis path. So I went from that, uh, the Genesis, to Sega CD, which was god-awful. And then <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until college that my roommate had the first PlayStation and we would have Tekken tournaments. Uh, Tekken was like a, it's like a street fighter game. Um, you know, mm-hmm. basically you, you, you like, you just punch and kick the other guy, like kind of like Mortal Kombat, whatever. Uh, and we would stay up all night playing that. Um, and then there was, um, oh God, what was that car race? The car game where you blow each other up. I'm going to brain fart. Anyway. Uh, yes. Not Metal Gear. Uh, uh, Twisted Metal. There we go. Uh, and then that was college. And then when I I remember I, I graduated and got like a, a full-time gig at a coffee shop. My first paycheck, I went and got a PlayStation 2 because, not just because so, I could play games, but because it was also a DVD player. And that was huge. That was, was like the new, one. that was new. That was yeah. crazy. Yeah. It was like, wait a second. I can put in my blood sugar, sex, magic, chili peppers, CD. Well, I CD, CD slash DVD, DVD slash BVDs slash video games. And then I had that for a forever. And then guitar hero came out and that, you know, by this time I'm, uh, you know, I, I own a house and having parties and people over and so we're playing that all night and then that broke and i was like ah i don't need to play video games for a while and then the nintendo wii came out so i got that for christmas one year and then i got the playstation 4 and then i got the playstation 5 so yes i'm a gamer i've been a gamer yeah. since i was a kid i think it's Kinda just part since of birth. It's my yeah. culture yeah so um but i've been more involved in the gaming community i actually um follow people on youtube and twitch i'm going to shout out um Tilu strategist and wolf of thorns who um i've kind of established like an online friendship with which is great um written music uh for this That's game called awesome. not for the game but inspired by the game the last of us and these are two channels that um create video essays they 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 stream the multiplayer uh, of the game and i offered you know, Hey, you want to use some of my music? But I was asked to write some music inspired by the game and also maybe for, um, some channel use. And that just kind of immersed me into this world. So I, I, I play a multiplayer game called it's the last of us multiplayer. Um, so you're not, you're not with a people player. from all over the world. You're not a player part of the community you're a contributor. Yeah. You're a contributor. Exactly. You're part of the community. Yes. Right. So last Sunday, uh, was September 26th. And that is, um, a fan appreciation day for people who love the last of us. So they call it, they used to call it outbreak day because in the mm-hmm. game, that's the date that the outbreak occurs. Um, now they call it the, the last of us day. So it's this big celebration. All the people that love the game, these channels, these, these Twitch channels, um, I'll do like a special stream. So basically all day I'm hanging out and I play a little bit, um, you know, kind of promote my music here and there um, yeah. online and just hanging out in these different Twitch streams. So to just see how music is being used um, 
I watched one stream where just having background music while you're playing and we're talking yeah. like popular like some weekend, you know, top 40 stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And it got me thinking about this announcement and like how this is going to, how Twitch and the music community, because they've been kind of arch enemies for a while. I have to admit. If you, they if haven't been on that. the same page. That's for sure. Right. Right. And so, um, and again, there's not anything uh, 100% solidified as far as how it's going to work, but they've at least come to the table and I think they shook hands and said, Hey, we don't hate you. You don't hate us. Let's They're starting to build some bridges. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And which is, what's exciting is I think not only are music copyright owners going to be able to, um, I don't know if they're going to be able to collect revenue. Maybe that's part of it. But they're at least going to see how their music is being used. You know, they're going to get some benefits that they haven't been receiving thus far. Right. At least going to get some information. And then yep. I think this, the other side of it is um, Twitch is, yes, primarily a site to watch people play video games, which I remember when this first was a thing, I was like, why would I sit here and watch someone else play a video game? I want to play it. But mm -hmm. these people that play these video games have a personality. Uh, maybe they they entertain you just who they are or they just uh, are pos uh, positive people because there's a lot of toxicity in this video gaming world. So anyway, it's just kind of I, I see the appeal. Um, so not, uh, Twitch doesn't just allow you to stream you playing video games. There are a lot of people who just get on camera, talk to their fans. But the, the thing now is. I had no idea. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's kind of, it's this crazy, crazy world. And, um, I don't want to call it community, but just, it's, it's like a. It's a community. That, social, that, that platform is very interesting because some people have a hot tub in their like bedroom of their apartment. And they'll just or hang in their tub. desert house. <laughs> well, that's me. But can you imagine putting in an inflatable hot tub in, like, let's say you live on like the fifth floor of an apartment? Like coming to America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you haven't seen that, please watch it. Um, but they'll sit there and they'll talk to you, or they'll like knit and talk to you, or you know, it's not just streaming games once you build a fan base you can basically stream just whatever you want you can sit there and just hang out with your people and ask questions or answer questions because there's a a live feed of mm -hmm. your fans maybe they're giving you money or they're sending you know um custom emojis back and forth they're just chatting with you so my point being is with this um groundbreaking of the music industry and twitch kind of trying to figure something out. I think it's going to open that platform up for a lot of opportunities on the music side, like streaming live concerts. There's a, there's a military airplane flying over me. So forgive that. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Or it could be a helicopter. They've been doing a lot of, I live near the Marine base out here. Dude, yeah. last night it looked like a fireworks show. They were doing um, some drills. It was no pretty kidding. amazing. They were shooting like red tracers and, and you could see those red tracers like uh, uh, I was dude I was on my front yard on my front porch and you'd hear these sonic booms and so the house would shake just a little what? bit and it was kind of like so you, yeah it was like a free show oh so, so anyway back to the twitch thing scared out of your wits yes yeah well if you know what it is then you know, if you're right. prepared but uh gotcha. yeah so live music performances I think um and it may Again, my my knowledge of this platform is limited. Maybe this is already happening, but I think it will be another avenue for a band, 
a singer songwriter, a performer, an artist to just have another social media site where they can directly interact with fans. They can debut new music. They can mm-hmm. have like, you know, a private concert for VIPs or whatever. Yep. So I think it's exciting. I think, and I'm also a little bit biased just because I've really enjoyed the last year, um, getting more involved with this community and met some great people. Don't even know their real names. Never seen their face. You know, I'm like the only guy in this group who actually uses his real name. <laughs> oh my so gosh. Like, oh, sh- oh crap. Does everybody know, you know, who, they steal my <laughs> identity, whatever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just, there's part of me that's like, I want to, I want to start a Twitch channel too. What would I? Well, do? then you can do you it. Know? You've got this community. You've got, got music so that you're on. writing. You got, got so, much, so going much going on. You could. You're already like hip deep in this like video game, video gaming community. Yeah, but for I kind of. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah, but I'm not that on. good at it. I'm not. I'm not that good at the games. Stop it! Yeah, you are. No, come I'm on. not, dude. I, I'm gonna invite you to the next stream. And you're gonna see how shitty I am. I mean, I'm usually lowest on the total pole when it comes like total score. Anyway, um, so a little bit, just to give a little bit more history into, I guess I'll call it a tumultuous relationship between video games, video game music, and, you know, the streaming platforms or, or, or sites like YouTube. Um, if, if you do a let's play video on YouTube where you're just playing the game and you post it so people can watch you play the game and hear your yeah. witty comments or whatever. Sure. If there's if there's music in the game, that music is protected by copyright from somebody. Someone's administered administering, excuse me, that song. Mm-hmm. But there's a few rules here. So music that is composed specifically for the game, that is owned and controlled by the the video game studio. That's correct. That music can based on YouTube rules should not be monetized because it's it's actually part of the game because it was mm. written specifically mm. for that game however let's say you're playing something like grand theft auto and in grand theft auto when you're driving your car around you can switch between radio stations now those radio stations include music that wasn't written specifically for the game it was licensed like chili peppers for the game yeah or pearl jam yeah Exactly. I'm sure there's more than just 90s rock on these radio stations. No, there's not. It's just <laughs> 90s that. Rock radio one channel. <laughs> right. It's the one channel. It's like all 90s all the time. Um, Sounds like the perfect so life. It does. I mean, basically, you and I are getting to be old fogies. We just got to turn on the classical <laughs> rock station. That's basically all we're going to hear. Perfect. It's heaven for me. So, so, <laughs> so uh, that music, because it was licensed for the game, that is that is like the, the, the copyright owners, usually a label can claim that. And that's, we're talking just on YouTube. So it can get really in the weeds and tricky to navigate this. So it's going to be interesting to see how Twitch is going to handle this. All I do know from what I've read is that if, if you are a publisher uh, and you want to either get the data or maybe at some point earn money off this, you have to opt in. You, you as a publisher or, or a copyright owner, you have to opt into this program. So that sounds proper. Correct. Yeah. So I, I've nerded out enough. I feel like I've just been rambling, but I'd love to get your thoughts and opinions if you've if you've got any. Yeah, man. I think it's great. Listen, um, you know, um, songwriters' content's been getting used throughout the internet on different platforms, and I mean, we could go back. 10 years or, or, you know, 18 years and just see 
the uh evolution um of uh of the desire and the need and frankly uh the publishers and the songwriters saying there's value here we should be able to benefit from this and it just it requires a little extra heat and a little bit extra pressure from one party or another to say listen we need to have to we need to come to the table because our content is being used um there's you know what and frankly i'm probably the only one in the world that hasn't been on twitch but there's some money exchanging hands there's advertising revenue or or whatever is in in place um if there's content that is that was not written for um that twitch video or or those videos or whatever basically kind of like a writer for hire scenario if it wasn't like that then the publishers and the copyright holders should be getting some sort of uh, value out of it, um, out of it. Um, and that's where we are right now. And I mean, frankly, I don't know the details, but it seems like a huge win. I know uh, Warner jumped on board. I think they were, uh, they're the ones that signed the first deal and then the NMPA um, uh, got the deal and they're kind of like the, the NMPA is kind of like uh, the association that steers the ships for the rest of the publishers and, and everyone's going to benefit from the work that they do, obviously. I mean, they represent all publishers that that opt into being um, uh, kind of not governed so much, but um, looked after, let's just say. Um, they're a very the important trade organization. Yeah. They very really, really are. And they've been in business for a long time. And it's kind of, it's kind of like, um, it's like the music publishers union or something. I mean, you could look at it that way. Yeah. Um, Didn't I see that they started in 1917 or 1919? Something crazy. It's, like it's over a hundred years. It's crazy. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, one thing I'll add here is because I'm a Twitch user and I subscribe to some, uh, some Twitch channels. Uh, shout out to, to the strategist and Wolf of Thorns. Uh, <laughs> is if you if you go to watch a stream of a channel that you're not subscribed to, you'll get ads before the stream starts. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, every time you stream, you can post it for people to watch later. And then if you watch those, ads are served. So you're right. Money is being poured into this uh yeah. infrastructure so yeah i mean i you know it's owned by amazon so i mean it's <laughs> who basically has like all the money in the world Jeff so bezos they're, they're, is making twitch rockets <laughs> twitch rockets <laughs> that sounds like a great band name or a new restaurant <laughs> like johnny rockets um so here's the thing it, you know i read the line between a uh, musician and composer and songwriter and song owner copyright owner myself but also love this platform because it provides a lot of joy for me and a lot of connections to people I would have never interacted with, especially when we, we've been sitting inside for you know the last year and a half. So uh, it would be it'd be great to see both sides. I mean, there's more than two sides here. You've got the streamer, you got the platform, and then you've got the copyright owners. It'd be great to see, I guess, all three parties benefit and then see you know. <laughs> I think there's been hesitation because it's like, oh, you know, so if, if the copyright police come in here and start busting do- doors down, it's going to ruin the platform. And I know streamers have been mad about 
these things and before. Dude, that was YouTube's claim in yeah. the early days. They said mm-hmm. it's going to ru- ruin the user experience. Experience, you know, it's- and a lot of that's what we have to remember is a lot. These platforms, they they have they're balancing a lot. They bet they're balancing. Mm-hmm. We have to make the user experience worthwhile because at the end of the day, it's a numbers game and it's money. But this, mm-hmm. then you also have, you know, copyright owners who are like, well, they're using my stuff without permission. I want to be there's able to gotta be a way, There's got to be an even balance where mm-hmm. it's like, hey, listen, um, let, for the sake of argument, it's just let's just talk about publishers and copyright holders. Like, there's got to be a way that they can work in the background, make sure claims are placed or or rights are associated in the proper manner where user experience isn't touched, isn't adjusted, it doesn't tweak anything, it doesn't hold up videos or anything, and it all runs seamlessly like nothing ever occurred. It's just, um, you know, to bring up, you know, uh, um, Eddie Vedder and his crew that wrote the tracks that appear in the new Twitch, uh, you know, that's on the new Twitch video, they get paid um, their cents or, or, or dollars or whatever, or, or whatever other band slash um, composers they get accounted for. Like yeah. it's, it, it's, if, if they can, if they can do the balancing act and I, and I, I totally agree with what you're saying where the people that have content and it's so tough. And that's the whole thing with, and that gets back to like music, like the content, like music, you can't grab, you can't hold or something, you know? So it's, it's easy to skirt around it and not give value to it because there's, there's not, there isn't anything there to like, like tangible that you can hold on Mm -hmm. to. Um, But if within this agreement um, that the NMPA um, structured, with Twitch, and I'm sure they ironed it out because David Israelite is sharp as attack, um, and he's he's been fighting for uh, music publishers for who knows how long. But he's since 1917. Just <laughs> he, looks, he looks great for his age. <laughs> but he's he is sharp, and he's um, uh, like just adamant, adamant. Mm-hmm. Well, he's adamant that. Still, I mean, with with every hurdle and with every success, he's on to the next one, you know. Um, right. So he's he's a great uh, steward uh, for uh, for the NMPA. But um, I'm hoping that it that you know that the user experience isn't isn't uh, toiled with, and right. um, and everybody like yourselves and 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 your buddies can um, still have the great time and, and continue to build the communities that they're building without um, getting that, that, that experience adjusted. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'll put $5 on it. I'm going to say by this time next year, um, there's going to be a lot more, uh, a lot of like bands using Twitch as some sort of platform. Publicity. That they never, yeah. Publicity, but also like live performances and just like another, another thing to use. I mean, there's never, there's not a, a such thing as bad, uh, too much exposure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, it'll be, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think I'm just, because I'm part of both worlds. It, it's this announcement made me excited about us uh, owning copyrights, but also, you know, maybe um, easing the pain of some of these uh, streamers who this is some of these 
people make a living doing this. So, you know, you want to jeopardize either side because some people make a living making music, you know? Um, But the other thing I want to talk about is because, you know, video games have um, very loyal fan bases and uh, sometimes those fan bases can do a thing called cosplay where they dress up like characters from video games or Mm -hmm. their favorite comic book or anime TV show. Um, And with uh, it being October, um, and Halloween is close upon us. It's right. Uh, I, <laughs> I wanted to share a funny story about, um, the time I dressed up as, um, I mean, like a rock star. I've dressed, I've dressed up like two rock stars before. And I want to know if you have any, so you wore the same that clothes you, that you wear every day. No. Well, <laughs> I wore the, <laughs> I might've like added a wig or something. Um, but do you have any funny or interesting, uh, costumes from your Halloween past where maybe you dressed up as like Eddie Van Halen or something. Yeah. You, um, else, there's no one here. I don't no know. But you. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I've dressed up as a uh, craze of uh, sugar, man. I, um, you put me on the spot there, uncle Jesse. I don't know. Okay, fine. Fine. How's this? You How's this? Me what are you going to do? Well, do you have a costume picked out for this year yet? For this year, like, listen, Jesse, I'm somebody that I kind of like fly by the seat of my pants. So I, you know, I can figure things out and you know, this figure things out within like the last, you know, five minutes to an hour. So the answer is at this moment, no, I'm more, listen, now that I got a dog, the more, in, you know, I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to dress Goldie up as a reindeer or if yes. he's going to be like a ladybug. So I mean, those are my biggest concerns right now. And then I got my two kids. So they're, I, yeah. I don't, I, but at, at this point, I'm at the bottom of the list of importance. So not, not yet. <laughs> I, I, I met um, a couple of random strangers at, at a, at a watering hole out here. And it was, it was nice and jovial, but then I mentioned what I was going to go for Halloween this year. Yeah. And it's game related. And okay. this dude was like, gay, he, you're a gamer. Like I was scum of the earth, <laughs> but I never felt more proud to admit that. Um, anyway, so I have two costumes where I dressed up as a rock star. The first one was, uh, do you remember? Um, well, he's still around, but Brett Michaels from poison, you know, I, lead singer, my f- married a pay manager for a while. I think. My first cassette hysteria, baby. Oh yeah. So it was right when rock of love came out. Remember his reality show? It was like, yes. it was like the bachelor, but it was, it was basically Brett Michaels. Yeah. So he was really popular, you know, and he wears the bandana with like the straw cowboy hat on top. So, <laughs> so I bought a blonde wig. I put a bandana, <laughs> and I, I mean, so every, it was, it was like right in the zeitgeist. Everyone knew it was, it, that was fun. Uh, and, and I wore eyeliner. I mean, I was already wearing eyeliner at that point anyway. Cause that's just, that was my, like, that was your thing. <laughs> and then, and then, um, a couple years later, I wanted to go as Bon Scott, the former lead singer of, uh, ACDC, the first oh, original nice. lead singer. So, <laughs> so I had this jean jacket where the sleeves were ripped off and, mm-hmm. Uh, I bought a black wig from mm-hmm. like a beauty supply store, but I had to like cut bangs into it. You know, I was like looking at <laughs> pictures of them. Um, and so 
when I was doing this, I was living in Nashville and, and when you're in your twenties and living in Nashville, I mean, Nashville's a small town with a drinking problem. And, uh, <laughs> so Halloween isn't just one, that one night. It's usually like a couple nights in a row. <laughs> yeah. So the first, they never throws parties. So people throw parties, you go to these parties, costume parties, and then you go, you go bar hopping. That's just what you do. Right. So the first night I wore this <laughs> and I'm walking around and everyone's like, Gene Simmons without the makeup on. <laughs> like, no, no. And then I go around to other people. Who do you, th- like, what, what, who are you, man? I'm like, I don't know. Who do you think I am? Gene Simmons without the makeup on or, or like Gene Simmons on MTV's Unplugged, you know, when they what? didn't have the makeup on. And so I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Okay. I gotta, I gotta fix this. So you gotta I went switch home. gears. I went home and I, I made, I cut like a, like an old pillowcase, a little square out of it, and I drew the ACDC logo on it. There you and, like, go. Pinned it, pinned it to my back. But I mean, Bon Scott, it's like you don't wear your own band you yeah, know, shirt no. or jacket out. That's but true. Finally, but the thing is, it helped a little bit because people, I'd have to like turn around and like, you know, point at my back and they're like, Angus Young, no, and like it still didn't hit the mark. <laughs> listen, you know, listen, you the story. But the thing is, this you're choosing the original dead singer who's been dead for a long time. It's not like I know, Elvis. but it, like, right? Bob but you're Marley. also you're also you're also in Nashville where it's a bunch of musicians and a bunch of music fans. You think they would know? I was just on there a, a bunch huge of pickers, ABC man, kicker. mandolin players, not, songwriters. No, 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 no. I was on Scott. <laughs> I wasn't downtown. I wasn't at the lower lower broad. I was on the east side. This is where all the hip, you know, Oh, you didn't tell me were. you were on the east side. I didn't know. Well, that. you should know that. How long have you known me now? Anyway. So, I'll I won't do that again. Uh I feel like I go every other year with my costumes. Like sometimes I'm like really excited about it and then the next year I'm like, oh, it's too much time and energy. It's so. not you gotta, we get, we will do it up again. We'll do it yeah, up again. But this year, I'm not going to tell anybody yet, but this year um it's going to be one of those people have no idea who the hell I am, but I'm going to be very excited about it. So I'll have mm. to just explain it again. But anyway, yeah. so, all right. Well, everyone, uh, enjoy your Halloween. Enjoy your candy. Don't eat too much. Uh, schedule that dentist appointment. And, and remember, uh, if you go as Bond Scott, wear an ACDC t-shirt when you do it. Or, <laughs> or I don't know, uh, do it better than I did. I don't know how I could have improved that. I even wore the shoes. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, be safe out there. Thank you for listening. This is Sonic Inducers presented by AdRev, and we'll see you next month with episode nine.